Hey everybody, welcome back to the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm David, and I'm joined tonight, as always, by Andrew. What's going on, everybody? And Marisha. Hello, hello. So, we got a bunch of really fun stuff to talk about here tonight, and we we had to stop ourselves from talking about it before the show here, because this is the kind of stuff we genuinely nerd out about. So, like, we're we're having a conversation, and we had to both had to be like, we all had to be like, stop, 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 (laughs) save it for the show. (laughs) Yep. Which is why we have a show, because... We like to have those conversations. Yeah. So I really don't know where I want to start because we got some kind of sad news and some really exciting news. I'm amped up. Let's just keep the conversation going. Right, What we were having right before the show started. Let's talk about the Deadpool 3 set photos that are coming out featuring Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in this beautiful blue and yellow suit. Yeah. I mean, it was the suit that was back in the days when... The general consensus on the X-Men stuff was that the comic accurate suits wouldn't work mm-hmm. in on film. And so we That's never we got, got it. Black leather. I mean, there was even a joke about what would you rather? Yellow spandex? Like, that's literally yeah. the first thought I had when I saw that picture. But it looks great. It looks really, really great. The only criticism I had of it was that it had sleeves. But now it's coming out that Hugh Jackman requested the sleeves because he's... Um, vulnerable to skin cancer and they were out there. I mean, you saw in the set photos, they were out there like in the sun. So apparently he requested the sleeves for that reason. And that's fine. I still think the suit looks great even with sleeves. Yeah, I do too. It yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love the look. I don't, I really don't mind the sleeves at all. No, I love my favorite part. My favorite little detail is the red X on the belt. It's so cool. Marisha, you are a, a costume designer what do you think of of hugh jackman's wolverine outfit i mean i think that it for one thing i think it says a lot about how far comic book films have come in the past 20 years that people feel like they can do this and be taken seriously Mm. but yeah it's it's i always really appreciate when they do such a great job basically taking the concepts from a comic book i mean because a comic book is completely different than than real life right but when they do such a great job taking something from a purely illustrated art form into putting it on a human body there's just something really special about that yeah and the d- the details are phenomenal the you know the belt the the boots are just amazing looking and it's just and is this the first time that we've seen him in gloves yeah other than the red i mean other than the black leather yeah mm-hmm. so his first um, gloves I think it looks great. The, uh, but besides this, what really what they, what they really stuck with and worked for him was a a white uh, tank top and jeans. Right, and that yeah. works. That's a great look for Wolverine. Yeah, that's awesome. But this is really exciting to see him in this in this mm-hmm. suit. I hope we get to see the cowl, like the, the big thin ears. That'd be so cool. Yeah. If they don't do that, I'm still be okay because you know they got the hair and the and the facial hair right, mm-hmm. and they've done that before. They, I mean, in in the Wolverine, they did that and. Even at the end of Logan, you know, there's that scene where they cut his facial hair and did like the mutton chops and stuff. Weren't we teased so, overall, some, somewhere along the way? Weren't we teased with a shot of the cowl? Yeah. So it was in the Wolverine at the end of the movie. It ended up being a deleted scene that was re-added in the digital and DVD versions. Okay. But yeah, at the end of the movie, he is given like the suit and it's the cowl and it's yellow and black and it looked 
so freaking cool. Yeah. It might have been like, the coolest thing about that movie. You, uh, <laughs> honestly, yeah. And it's like, people are just lying when they say, like, oh, I don't think it would work in live action. Like, you're just making crap up. It's here it is in live action, and it looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. It looks I, so cool. No, I think, I mean, I think that at this point, at this juncture in in making comic book movies, we have to be past the you can't do the comic book look, right? Like, I mean, we did Mysterio. We've done we've done all sorts of crazy costumes and Marvel and then DC. I mean, DC's always, I mean, at least with their, especially with their main characters has always stuck pretty much to the comics. But, mm-hmm. you know, when the, when the comic books were first trying, when the comic book movies were first trying to get traction and be taken seriously, I think that was the mm-hmm. best way of putting it. Uh, like Marisha did a minute ago, it was if you put these, bri- especially for Marvel, if you put these bright, audacious mm-hmm. costumes on screen, nobody's going to take it seriously. And I think that we've reached the point where nobody, you can't possibly really believe that anymore. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, no, you you look at, I mean, what Bat in the Sun was making super super powered throwdown videos years ago with almost 100% comic book accurate costumes and i really kind of wonder how much influence that has had on some of this some some of these movies you know people realizing wow you can actually do this and make it work yeah they have bad in the sun had a great live action wolverine suit they did mm-hmm. it looked freaking fantastic their batman suit looks really really great they did the um they did like the live action white eyes in the cow. Uh-huh. I thought it worked perfectly. So yeah. it's like people are say people say things like this would never work, and it's like you're just being willfully ignorant at that point if you mm-hmm. think this can't work in live action. Like, yeah, look at it. It's right here. It's right How here. And he's fighting people? comic accurate Deadpool on screen. Like, yeah, <laughs> the greatest thing ever. I want that's the version. That, you know what? That's the version of of Wolverine. I hope shows up in Secret Wars. That would be amazing. I there mean, was this like Spider-Man fan film that was getting made. Did you hear about this called Spider-Man Lotus? No. So it was a fan film that was getting made. There was a lot of hype around it because it looked really, really awesome. It was like, you know, Bat in the Sun level quality type, type thing. It was a fan film, but it got blacklisted. I don't I don't think it ever came out. Well, I think all the hype died down for it whenever some the guy who made it, the guy who was playing Spider-Man, the guy who directed it, some stuff from his past came out about how he did some really racist things. So it got blacklisted. Mm. And the joke is that we re- people are really hoping uh, Spider-Man Lotus shows up and be on the Spider-Verse. We want that version. Give us all the versions of Spider-Man. And now yeah. that's how I feel about this, about, about these like fan film versions of these characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? They, I mean, it's, it's officially, this is officially Marvel now. So like, as far as the, you know, they would do jokes about Marvel stuff in the previous Deadpool movies, but mm-hmm. it can be, they can do so much more with it now. I know a lot of people are concerned, oh, Disney's going to ruin it. But I, I mean, I, all the, the everybody making it says, no, we're just making the third Deadpool movie just like we would have made it if it was still Fox. But right. I mean, now literally anyone could show up. I mean, we could theoretically get introduced to our new Wolverine in this as well. We very well could. I wouldn't hate that. They could do a lot. Did you see the set photo of them in front of like a ancient ruin looking Fox logo? 
I did. That, that was that was funny. Did you see that, Marissa? Yeah, I did. The fight, the, the broken 20th Century Fox logo in uh-huh. the back. Um, also sad. Well, I'm assuming <laughs> that's like some the, of the best movies. Yeah, that, that's like the the end of the 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 Fox universe. It's, it's their apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like that's it's sad because like some of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, no, there's some great in movies in there. I mean, I'm still personally we we were told that Quicksilver. The Fox Universe Quicksilver's in this. I'm, Very possible. I'm hoping that maybe that character jumps to the MCU with with Deadpool because we don't have a Quicksilver. Oh uh, man, and we need I one. Still, there there's a special feeling I got watching WandaVision, the first Disney Plus show. I think it's like the third episode. Who opens the door? Freaking Evan, uh, Evan the Peters. Guy Quicksilver. Yeah, Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan Peters opens the door. Yeah. What an amazing moment. Let's get some redemption for that moment and 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 put him in. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe I he would... doesn't jump to the MCU. It'd be cool to see him again. I think it's very possible we're going to see Patrick Stewart or Ian Ian McKellen again. I think it's very possible we see them. Um, and we were talking before we need to get in. There's, you know, of course, this week we started getting rumors that Electra from the Daredevil from the Ben Affleck Daredevil universe is. Going yeah, to show from the up. B A D D C U. Right. <laughs> the Ben Affleck Daredevil Cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. That's right. Yeah, the bad C U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so I that's a bizarre one to me, and I can't imagine what they're gonna do with it. Because at this point everybody knows how everybody felt about that movie. Right. I think we even know how Ben Affleck felt about that movie. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, the, he's not in the, the Electra movie, but that Electra oh, yeah. movie was just bad. But we also had some rumors that Ben Affleck has been seen on this set. Yeah. So now to be fair, there were, there were big rumors that he was also going to be a multiverse of madness. And that he could just be there visiting. Hey, yeah. He may just be buddies with somebody. I don't know. I mean, he's a big name, Yeah, that happens. but also him being buddies with somebody just, Kind of helps the chances he'll be in this movie, <laughs> right? It's true. I'm trying to think. Like I know I've seen. Who else has have they made claims ha, ha, might show up in this movie? I'm trying uh, to the think. The Fantastic Four, the Tim Story Fantastic Four characters. Okay, Mister Fantastic. I forget the actor's name. You and something. Oh, you and cool. uh, Griffith. Yeah, I like him. Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's an he's an amazing actor. He's a I really. I saw a rumor that actor. actually. This is where we're going to get Tom Cruise Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You could totally get it as a joke in this one. Tom Cruise is doing a lot. He's he's busy right now. Maybe he slipped in for a week. Yeah. Just filmed something, and then they CGI'd everything else on top of it. Who knows? Yeah, stranger things have happened. I wonder if we'll get any of the other original X-Men cast show up. I would really love that or to see, um, like... Halle Berry Storm. I was going to say, I think that's probably the one that's probably the highest possibility. Probably Halle Berry Storm and then Jean Grey. Yeah. Because um, she's actually, you know, tied to Wolverine very closely. Like, she even showed up in those solo Wolverine movies from back in the day. You got James Marsden as yeah, Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops, which I'd love to see. I loved him as Cyclops. I think that he got done dirty by those movies. Yeah. Because Cyclops is probably... When it comes to just comic books, probably one of the most important comic book characters of all time. Like, he's up there in the top, you know, top 20 most important comic book characters of all time. He's the original leader of the X-Men. And those movies did him dirty. 
and James Marston was great casting for him. So I'd love to see James Marston come back as yeah. Cyclops yeah. for a second. Yeah, it was it was good casting, and that was a absolutely dreadful use of that character. Yeah. What on earth is Abs- Matthew McFadden supposed to be doing in this movie? I'm sorry. Well, you're a little quiet on my end. What'd Who is Matthew McFadden supposed to be playing in this movie? Do we know? I'm seeing his name, but I'm not seeing a name associated with it. Uh, a, a character name. Don't know. I mean, we may we may not know. I, you know, it, it's it's still fairly early. I mean, yeah. Oh, what are the chances we get um, Laura X twenty three from Logan? She's oh. all grown up now. Yeah. Uh, she's expressed interest in wanting to come back and do it again. Hey, I absolutely. I mean, while they're doing all this, jump her over and and do put her in the Young Avengers. That's a great idea. That is a really fantastic idea. She'd be a fantastic addition to that. Ooh, you know what we're forgetting? James McAvoy and, and uh, Magneto. Uh, Mako Fassbender, they, they could uh-huh. definitely do it. Like, yeah. It's amazing the endless possibilities. You have no idea what's going to happen. And, like, literally anything. Like, we got Nicolas Cage Superman in a Flash movie this year. So, like, yeah. anything is on the table to show up in a comic book movie now, especially a multiversal, multiversal Deadpool movie. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. If, if this is just kind of its own thing or if they decide to go, you know, some kind of, you know, exactly how meta is going to get. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think at the end, Deadpool will be in the MCU. So I think it's actually pretty likely we get an MCU character showing up in this to fully confirm. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, in the they, they did. There was talk about, and I'm seeing this here on a list, but way back when they were first started talking about when this all started moving forward there was rumor that owen wilson's mobius would show up in this that makes perfect sense well he's the perfect i mean he's the one that makes the most sense to show up in this plus owen wilson and ryan reynolds on screen together could be pretty fantastic (laughs) that is really funny yeah no that makes perfect sense but even then he's like sort of outside of the multiverse i'd love to see like an earth Whatever they're gonna call the Earth in the MCU, if they ever, I don't think I don't know if they'll ever give an official designation. But I'd love to see MCU character, like, mm-hmm. like literally give us Sam Wilson yeah. or something in this movie to fully confirm. Yes, Deadpool is in this cinematic universe right mm-hmm. here. Yeah, they've given us two different Earth designations over time. Although one of them was they, you know, in across the no, across the Spider Verse. In Multiverse of Badness, they did designate the MCU Earth as 616. Right, which was weird because in Far From Home, that's what Mysterio called it, but he was lying. So I guess it's just a weird coincidence that he got it right. (laughs) Right. Also, it's been called in comic books before, like Earth 1999999999 or whatever. And minor spoiler. Kevin Feige always referred to this one as Earth 999999. Minor spoiler for Across the Spider-Verse, they mention Earth 999, they mention that Earth. Because they're talking about, like, Spider-Man messing up the multiverse. And he's like, don't even get me started on that little twerp and the sorcerer from Earth 1999, like, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, that's all, it's all connected. And another minor spoiler for Across the Spider-Verse, they show clips from the live-action Spider-Man movies. That's fun. Because they're like, Spider-Man all across the multiverse experience tragedy, and they show a clip of, like, Tobey Maguire's Uncle Ben dying and Andrew Garfield's Uncle Ben dying. So, like, that's all in the same... So it's all... That's all officially in the same multiverse, Mm -hmm. according to Across the Spider-Verse. So, yeah. 
Who knows what anything means? I I guess I guess it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's maybe not, but it's still it's still definitely interesting speculation. In fact, I saw somewhere in an interview with oh shoot, her name has eluded me. The actress from Miss Marvel, oh, who plays Miss Marvel, yeah, was actually arguing with Kevin Feige because she said that. They shouldn't be calling it Earth Six One Six because that wasn't consistent with. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. she's she's she cracks me up because she is a MCU encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great. I saw a picture of her today. She went and picked up the new comic book, Death of Miss Marvel, uh, which you know, she was probably not a big fan of. <laughs> right. It's just so dumb because here's what's gonna happen. By the way, they're not killing Miss Marvel. Here's what's gonna happen. She's gonna quote unquote die, and then she's gonna come back with her with, with her powers are gone. But she has this new bracelet that gives her these powers that look an awful lot like the ones from the show. Right. That's what they're gonna do in the comics, and that's annoying. But <laughs> I don't really read Ms. Marvel comics anyway, so I can let it go. I just think it's dumb. But yeah, a lot of exciting stuff with comic book movie and casting and stuff coming out. So that'll lead us into our next topic. Suddenly, like yesterday and today, we were just flooded with news about casting for Superman Legacy. Right? How crazy. So I've got the list in front of us here. We got, I think think it's like four new superheroes have been cast that are going to be in Superman Legacy. So, of course, we had uh, the Superman and the Lois Lane cast now also come out. Nathan Fillion, notable friend of James Gunn, has been cast as Guy Gardner Green Lantern in Superman Legacy. Which is, I I mean, Nathan Fillion, I can't think of anything that I'd just be devastated to see him show up at. (laughs) He has been a very popular fan cast for Hal Jordan since Firefly came out. And that's the thing that, you know, I'm glad we're getting him. And I saw you posted on Twitter earlier that it's likely they want someone younger for that character. So this makes sense in that regard. But... Because he, he is Hal Jordan. He voices Hal Jordan currently in the right in the Tomorrowverse, uh, which is the ongoing animated universe of DC, which is really great. And I'm kind of worried for that future of that universe because James Gunn said he wants to connect all the animated stuff and all the live action stuff and wants it all to be coherent. And that makes perfect sense, but that would be a shame to ruin this really, really good like DC universe that got going on with the animated films. But yeah, he's been playing Hal Jordan for years voicing Hal Jordan on on the animated yeah. movies. Clearly, he's a Hal Jordan archetype. Clearly, Nathan Fillion should play Hal Jordan. But, yeah, like you pointed out, and like like I said when I tweeted, like they probably want Hal Jordan to be the main Green Lantern, him and Jon Stewart, and they probably want to cast somebody younger to be that character. So they're throwing, so James is throwing his friend a bone and saying, well, you can be Guy Gardner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm he, glad he looks nothing I'm like just... Guy Gardner. But apparently they're going to give him the bowl cut. I'm just so glad he's finally getting something. Because he yeah. has been fan cast as so many different superheroes that he could have done really so well. well. He was even you know rumored to be getting that, you know, playing Booster Gold and Alan Tudyk playing mm-hmm. Blue yeah. Beetle. And Which I, you would know, have been perfect. He's, he's a guy that, like, personality-wise... He fits the archetype of the the superhero real well. You still haven't seen Doctor Horrible sing along blog, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, oh. We've we've got to schedule a watch party with uh with some of our crew and and, and you come watch that. Um, it's the best thing that came out of the last writer's strike. You really need to watch 
that to see Nathan Hill, Nathan Fillion play superhero before he plays Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I I, I definitely gotta. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm glad he gets to be a Green Lantern. It's not the Green Lantern we wanted. It's not the Green Lantern we deserve. But you know what? He's gonna be a Green Lantern. Guy Gardner is my least favorite Green Lantern. I think he sucks ass. <laughs> uh, excuse my French. The most famous thing he ever did was get punched in the face by Batman. And the second most famous thing he ever did was get punched in the face by Doomsday. So, yeah, I'm not a fan. But it is cool to see. I'm so sorry if y'all hear my roommates. Uh, they're going through it right now with, uh, I think they're playing Valorant at the moment. That's um, funny. I can't hear He's had a all. rough day. I broke the bathtub, so he had to fix it because he's my landlord. Oh, no. <laughs> so things are just not going well for Logan today. I, I helped him, by the way. I didn't just like, well, you deal with it. I got to go film a podcast. Bye. <laughs> but no, it's really cool to see. It's it's weird. Then this brings up the question, like, what is Guy Gardner doing in the Superman Legacy movie? Right. As well as apparently Mr. Terrific, Hawk Girl, and Metamorpho. Yeah. So let's go over those. Uh, Mr. Terrific has been cast in this movie. Ca uh, Eddie Goth EG. I'm so sorry. I probably butchered that name. But um, you probably all know him as he was in X-Men First Class for five minutes as the mutant that couldn't die. But then they killed him. Obviously. That's him. I think he's a great actor. He was also in one of my favorite shows, House. So I know him mostly from that. I okay. think he'll be a great Mr. Terrific, actually. Yeah, so that's a character. There's some of these characters that have been cast or characters I don't really know. Mr. Terrific is... um, All right, so you know Mr. Fantastic? Right. From Marvel? Yeah. But he's not stretchy. He just has gadgets and stuff. But he's just he's a super genius. Okay. Uh, but he is really, really cool. He's actually like an, Olymp uh, an Olympic athlete, but is also a super genius. He's a cool character. I like Mr. Terrific a lot, and I think it's great that he'll be in the DCU. I think that makes perfect sense. He was in Arrow, actually. Late Arrow. I don't know if you got to that point, but he was in Late Arrow. He's great. Mr. Terrific's cool. Also, Hawk Girl, being played by Isabel Merced, I believe is how you pronounce that name. That's really cool. I like Hawk Girl a lot from that old show called Justice League, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. She has not done much at all. She looks like she's just like a Nickelodeon actress. She's very young. Okay. But she'll be Hawk Girl. She'll be in this movie. Interesting. Uh, we are also getting Metamorpho. So Metamorpho is a weird freaking character. I'm trying to find who's being who's playing Anthony him. Kerrigan. It it's Anthony Kerrigan. Yeah. Who was in Gotham. Yes. Ah, that's where I recognized him from. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was he in Gotham? I'm going to forget the name, the character's name. Victor Zaz. Victor yeah. Zaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's right. Yeah, he's playing Metamorpho, who's a weird freaking character. Metamorpho, basically, he can uh, turn his body into different elements and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, okay. He's a classic DC character. He's been on the Justice League. I'd say C-list. But I really like Metamorpho, actually. So I think that's really cool that we're going to get Metamorpho. I'm, it's making me think, like, is there, like, an early version of the Justice League that we're going to be seeing or some sort of version of the Justice League we're seeing in this? I have no idea what this movie is going to be. They're probably all going to be very small roles. Yeah. But it's cool. They're building a – James Gunn's building a universe. And you know what? 
I might be worried by all these characters, but you know, Guardians of the Galaxy One, for example, it's a Guardians movie. It's an ensemble movie. But to be fair, Star Lord is clearly the main character of that movie, and he right. did that really, really well. And everybody got lots of good screen time. If you had called that movie Star Lord, I I would have accepted it. Yeah. So. If and you I, sort of take that same route here with Superman, I can be okay with that. Right. I don't I did think, I'm not earlier, worried about them overshadowing Superman. And I, I did see earlier where, uh, I think earlier today or maybe yesterday, he had made some comments in an interview that, that this the Superman legacy would absolutely revolve around Superman and Lois. Yeah, I'm really not worried. No, he's um, it's something he's handled well in the past. Yeah, and I think it's great to that's he's well, well, expand, then, he's expanding the universe and being like here's all these characters that are here. Well, he's I think he's done both things that you really need to be able to do with an ensemble, a big ensemble cast. Like the first one, you're right. It's absolutely Star Lord's movie. The second one too. It's it, it well the second one I'd say is Rockets and Star Lord's movie. You could say that yeah. about the third one, but even the third one when the cast has gotten really big, everybody got their moment. Yeah. That's what the Russo brothers are, are so good at. That's why they were so good at the Avengers stuff is they were good at giving this really huge cast and giving all the characters a moment. So you feel like they're they're really there. They're really part of it. You know, remember in the first Thor movie when Hawkeye showed up for five seconds? Yeah. I imagine a lot of the roles in Superman Legacy are going to be like that. Uh, and that's okay. That's great. Set them up. Bring them back later. I, I, I don't think that it's going to take away from Superman at all. I mean, he's uh, Superman. Go, he's going to be kind of hard to overshadow. That's a great point. Superman's hard to overshadow. And I think that this is looking to be a really fun universe that James Gunn is building. Yeah. Um, so far, all of the casting seems to be in character, which is a nice change from the previous DC universe. Right. So already we're off to a great start. Well, that that was the thing. Like I felt like the the old regime at DC was intentionally casting against type a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think Aquaman's probably the the most pointed one of those. Um, it's against type, but it worked. It's, it worked. It's just a totally right. different. It's you know now, you know some in that that, but some of them are pretty spot on. I mean, like. Henry Cavill was a great casting. I still think Ben Affleck was a great yeah. cast. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, was, yeah. was great. It's going to be um, interesting to see who they bring in for Wonder Woman. It might still be Wonder Woman. I mean, it might, it might still be Gal Gadot. It's I mean, really up in the air. Yeah. Aquaman might still be Jason Momoa. That's true, too. We just don't know yet. I would love to see, like, a... I love Jason Momoa. I'd love to see, like, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aquaman... You know what's weird like, is that we still have an Aquaman movie coming out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Part of the DCE, the part of the DCEU. Yeah. Huh. But, but uh, Blue Beetle comes out before that. Right. And Blue Beetle won't necessarily, this is what James Gunn said, it won't, Blue Beetle is not the first DCU movie. But Blue Beetle will be the first DCU character. That actor, that character, that he, James Gunn said, that is, that is in the DCU. Okay. Is that movie going to be canon, though? I have no idea. Yeah, that's all very confusing. It's going to be... I think they've got to, like, do something here 
I mean, we'll follow it very closely and we'll figure it all out and we'll talk about it for years on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for just casual movie fans, this is risking getting really, really confusing. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes weird. All these weird seedless characters that are getting cast actually has me excited because there are some really great seedless DC characters I'd love to see, including Plastic Man. <laughs> right. And I saw a joke earlier, but it is now my favorite fan casting currently. Plastic Man. I want John Mulaney to be cast <laughs> as Plastic Man in the DC movie. Uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Plastic Man is one of my favorite DC characters. Super underrated. Yes, he's stretchy like Mr. Fantastic. He's actually been around for longer than Mr. Fantastic. He's really freaking funny. He's one of the funniest comic book characters. He's great. And I'd love to see Plastic Man. John Mulaney would just be excellent as Plastic Man. So I just want to manifest that into the world. I'd love to see a Plastic Man. One of my, my favorite version of the Justice League includes Plastic Man. And it's like, it's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and then Plastic Man. And it's like, what is Plastic Man doing here? And Grant Morrison is just like, I want to write Plastic Man. So he's also in the book. <laughs> That's great. Because he's like, I'm going to bring it back to the base. We're going to get the, the, the big characters. Also, I really want to write Plastic Man, so he's in the book too. And that's my favorite version of the Justice League. So I'd love to see a Plastic Man show up in the DCU. Yeah. I still am a little iffy on exactly how they're going to make this transition from the DCEU to the DCU. But I'd like where they're going. Like, I do like that he's... That James Gunn is building a universe where when the DCU started off, they basically just acted like the universe was already built and just hit full throttle from the go. And it, and it didn't work. Yeah. And, and here's the best way I think it can be done now, because there's the model. There's the Marvel model of making a movie with a character and then it builds up to like an Avengers thing. And then there's what the DCEU did, where it's like Justice League is the third movie in the franchise. Like, right. whoa, the best balance, I think, and this is actually what the Tomorrowverse did, the DC Animating Universe did. They started with a Superman movie called Man of Tomorrow, okay. called the Tomorrowverse. One of the best Superman movies ever made. It's excellent. I highly recommend it. Then they made a Batman movie. And then they made a Green Lantern movie. And in between all of these movies, they were sort of hinting at, like, Batman. It's Batman. It's the second movie. And he mentioned, like, oh, yeah. Let me call Oliver Green Arrow, right? Uh-huh. Or like somebody would show up. Or in the um, in the Superman movie, Martian Manhunter was in it. And then by like the fourth movie, like which was a Green Lantern movie, there's a Justice League that's been roughly established, and it's like they're informally working together. And you have a couple characters showing up here and there, like yeah. oh, Green Arrow is on this mission, and the Flash is here, and stuff like that, like. Mm-hmm. And it worked really, really well because everybody everybody knows who all these characters are. And if you don't, well, it's okay. You, at this point, like if you don't know who Metamorpho is, nobody needs a Metamorpho origin movie anyway. He can just be in the show and nobody's going to care. Right. And you slowly build the universe. And eventually you do a Justice League movie. But my point being is you can have these solo movies that feature all these different characters slowly. And before you know it, you've got yourself a team. I mean, that's kind of what they did with 
the in the MCU they had Iron Man and Iron Man Two, and well, there's this who's this Black Widow character? I wonder if she's going to be important mm-hmm. in the entire timeline of the MCU, right? You know, and then boom, and then you have Hawkeye and stuff like that. So it builds up and before you know it, you got a universe, and I think that's what that seems to be what the plan's going to be here for yeah. the DCU. I mean, and I think that starting with a Superman movie and a Batman movie. For DC, like, it's hard to go wrong with that, you know, as long as yeah. they do it well. Except the Batman movie's not coming for a while, apparently. Yeah, we don't know when we're Because first we're getting, like, we're getting an authority movie. But we, and oh, of course, the... We haven't even cast a new Batman. The yet. Bat, the Robert Patterson Batman does is, is a different Batman, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, its a, own, that's its own thing. Yeah, Elseworlds. Yeah. Which I really like that they're calling it Elseworlds. Right. You might as well. Uh, I mean, they've got lots yeah. of good names for things in comic books. Might as well use them. Yeah, they've been around for long enough. Our next topic, I don't really have a good segue, so I'm just going to move us on along. Uh, our next topic is we got some Emmy nominations. Mm. And there yeah. are a couple of them that are notable to to me and a couple that I'm sure will be notable to you. So uh, Best Series, Andor got a shout. Yeah got a nomination but you know what's weird there's also a category called best limited series and kenobi got nominated for that one i mean i did enjoy kenobi but best limited series of the year i I felt the same but also i just think it's weird that andor and kenobi are in different categories but have they confirmed an andor season two yes andor season andor was always a two-part a two season. So that's why it's not a limited series correct kenobi is not confirmed a season two so there's technically a limited series yeah. Interesting. And I think the fact but that yeah, that's Andor the category and Kenobi they both got Emmy in. nominations. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Not Mandalorian though. Which is a little so, weird. That's interesting. Yeah. The Mandalorian uh, did get some stuff. I, you know, really it's all about, it really boils down to what the studio decides to promote for these things. Yeah. That is true. That is true. But yeah, Andor best drama series and house of the dragon best drama series. The last of us best drama series. That's really, really cool. Uh-huh. Um, Succession. Have you guys seen Succession or heard of Succession? Yes, yes. I, I know of it. Everybody, yeah, it, That's got a lot of love there. I haven't seen the show, but it's getting a lot of love. It's one of those critically acclaimed things. But what makes me most excited is that Better Call Saul is getting another shot. Mm-hmm. So last year at the Emmys, it's a weird loophole. But what happened is because of the way the season came out, only the first half of season six of Better Call Saul was eligible for the 2022 uh, Emmys. Yeah. And they didn't win any, and it was a big uproar because they thought a lot of people thought that was the last chance they had. Right. Well, they're back at it again. Better Call Saul has been jo- nominated for Best Drama Series, and okay. Bob Odenkirk has been nominated as the Best Actor, and uh, Rhea Seahorn as Best Actress. So yeah. that is very exciting for me specifically because I know y'all don't watch Better Call Saul, but I think it's one of the best shows ever made. So I'm yeah. really, really excited that he gets another shot, another shot at getting, um, at getting this, this win, this well, that, Emmy win for medical. I Soul. mean, that best drama series uh, list is pretty stacked. I mean, it's, it's a, oh, yeah. it's also a very like sci-fi fantasy heavy yeah. list. Andor, um, house of the dragon, last of us were all nominated for best drama series. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And yeah, like I said, I don't know anything about Succession, but I see that Karen Culkin was nominated for it for uh, Best Actor in a Drama Series. So good for yeah. Karen Culkin. Yeah. And Shout out Karen Culkin, too. the weird guy from, actually, now that I think about it, probably the least weird guy from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. <laughs> He's still weird. Yeah. What was his name in that movie? I don't remember, but he was Scott's roommate. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Karen Culkin, good for him. Apparently, he's really, really good in that show. Yeah, yeah, three actors from Succession got nominated as Best Actor in a Drama Series. Yeah, that's crazy. But, oh my God. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but he's going <laughs> through it back there. Anyway, also Pedro Pascal nominated yeah. as Best Actor in a Drama Series for The Last of Us. That's really exciting. That's yeah. better than, I forget what award show. That might have been like MTV award show nominated joel as best hero okay and that was really cringy because if you watched the last of us and thought that anybody in that show was a hero you were not paying attention nobody in that show is a good guy (laughs) joel kills a lot of people in that show that probably did not deserve to die joel is not a hero but best actor in drama series yes that's great good for pedro pascal it's awesome bella ramsey also got nominated for the last of us so that's really cool yeah what else is is in there? Yeah, lots of succession. Lot, lots. lots. Matthew of, McFadden, yeah. who we were just discussing a minute ago, is in the uh, Deadpool movie, right? Yeah, yeah. And White Lotus was also uh, lots of. Yeah, I see F. Murray Abraham uh, nominated. And for Theo that. James from uh, uh, Will Sharp. Ted Lasso got a Best Comedy Series nomination. Good for Ted Lasso. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody loves Ted Lasso. The Bear got a Best Comedy Series. The, I don't know if y'all have seen The Bear. It's on Hulu. It is not a comedy. It's funny, but it's not a freaking comedy. <laughs> but okay, sure. Well, That's I mean, probably Ted, what they thought they could win. So. Ted Lasso is one of those. Yeah, it's funny, but I, I just, honest to God, would have classified it as a drama more than a... It's more. I've of a, heard that as well. Well, yeah. it's more of a... It, I mean, it's what you would typically call a dramedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only Murders in the Building also I just deserves don't fe- that I just nomination. Don't, I don't feel like... I don't feel like it's a comedy first. I feel like it's yeah. a drama first and the comedy follows. Right. But like yeah. Jason Sudeikis got, got nominated so. as best actor in a comedy series. From my understanding, pretty much everybody agrees he deserves best actor in drama series. Right. Honestly, Bill Hader and Barry. It's hard to call it. Barry's a dark comedy series, but I almost now look. I don't mean to say that comedy isn't as good as drama, but. I almost feel like it's a little, I don't know, maybe the actors don't feel this way, but it's almost like a little bit of a slight on them to be like, oh, you weren't good enough to get the best actor in a drama series. But yeah. we're going to put you the best actor in a comedy series. Well, like, I mean, I'm looking Jeremy at Allen White from Wednesday. The Bear. The Bear is not a freaking comedy, and Jeremy Allen White does not play a comedic character. Well, Shrinking, like, shrinking is not, a, I wouldn't have considered Shrinking a comedy. Again, it has Or comedy. Wednesday. Would you have called Wednesday a comedy? Was Wednesday no. nominated in comedy? Best actress in a comedy series, Jenna Ortega. Yeah, that's... that is straight up not a comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they just didn't have enough room in the dramas, so they just moved some what? stuff over to comedy. I don't what know. What drama doesn't have comedy anyway? It, Succession. I mean, I've seen clips of it. It's a Succession's a hilarious show. Karen Culkin is freaking hilarious. In well, that. I was saying, say, that's got what? Not... Doesn't that how? It's... That's got yeah. Kieran Culkin, I guarantee he's hilarious. I was thinking about somebody else, but I had the wrong uh, show. But I mean, drama series with Aubrey Plaza in it, there's no way there's not some comedy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
yeah, it's 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 really weird. I'm not I'm not digging that. Um, for okay, Tyler James Williams, everybody hates Chris. He got best supporting actor in comedy series for Abbott Elementary. First of all, I've seen that show. He's not a supporting character. He's like one of the main characters, but sure, I guess I didn't think that he could. Again, it's it's all about studios that put it promoting for what they think they can win in. But that is at least that one is a comedy. That one is a comedy. So good for him. I love Tyler James Williams. He's actually like, I really like him a lot as an actor. So good for him getting a nomination. That makes me happy. Yeah. A lot of Ted Lasso love in the comedy series. But from my understanding, yeah, yeah I haven't seen Ted Lasso, but that's one of the, it's one of the most beloved like, it's so good shows ever, and it's yeah. almost. And again, I don't mean to say that comedy is less than drama because I don't think it no, is. No, but but, it, but I think I think historically you're right. It it has been viewed as less than less important than drama mm-hmm. series. Best actor in a limited or anthology series or TV movie. Daniel Radcliffe got nominated for playing Weird Al, so that's really cool. I think. And Stephen Young got nominated for Beef. I don't know if you guys saw saw Beef. I only saw the first couple episodes. Haven't finished it yet, but Beef is really really good. So that's exciting, and yeah, good for Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al. Yeah. So yeah, that's some that's some that's some cool stuff. Uh, oh, Andor got a Best Writing nomination. Yeah, I was gonna say outside of the acting stuff, I think there were some some big nominees for for the kind of stuff we're into. Yeah. Um, Last of Us got a writing. Last of Us, I think specifically the episode. The the um the Bill episode the 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 Ron Swanson episode got nominated for best writing in a in a drama series which I think is really cool yeah and then Better Call Saul got two episodes nominated for best writing of a drama series yeah Andor got nominated so that's cool Andor got nominated for a directing in a drama series and I think that that is pretty much all that we are worried about. Anybody yeah. got nominated for costumes? Yeah, so I was trying to get down to all that stuff. That's a lot of categories. Uh-huh. They don't even have Oh, them. Nick Offerman got nominated for Best Guest Actor in a Drama Series. So that's really okay. cool. Oh my god, four of the Best Actor, Best Guest Actor in a Drama Series, four of them are from Last of Us. And then two of them are from Succession. That's that's kind of funny. Four of them. Were there not enough good actors and drama, guest actors in Drama Series? You can only pick from two TV shows. Oh my God! So again, best guest actress in a drama series is Succession and Last of Us. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't care. I don't put much stock in in award shows, but I love Better Call Saul, and I think it's just exciting that they're going to get another shot to actually uh, win some awards that that Bob Odenkirk deserves. Uh, that man's a national treasure. I really hope he gets to do uh, some more. Yeah. So Rings of Power, I'll make some people mad. I'll talk about Rings of Power for a minute. Uh-oh. Rings of Power had six Emmy nominations. None in the acting category, even though it probably deserved to have at least had one. But outstanding prosthetic makeup, outstanding special visual effects in a season. Let's see. Oh, I thought they had me the whole list here, but they don't. I think it had something for costumes. What else did it have, Marisha? It had six nominations. Music. Outstanding original main title theme. Outstanding special VFX. Outstanding main title design. The main title design for Rings of Power was really great. Yeah. So they had some they had some good ones. I mean, that's that's a good sign going forward for that show. That it's that it's drawing that kind of attention. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. That's good. I'm I'm happy to uh to hear that. But uh yeah, so that's that's I think all the notable nominations for Emmys. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. Oh, well, um, I'll tell you what's gonna be fun this year is the uh the sci fi movie awards. Really? Well, I mean, there's so many great sci fi and fantasy series this year. Well, yeah, that's true. There are a lot. So yeah, that's exciting. Guys, help me out. What else is on the docket here for us to talk about in this show? Oh, I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Randra Marisha, I've not had a chance to see it yet. I'm going to avoid spoilers. I liked it. Good. We'll yeah. definitely see it. I mean, that's on my list of things that I, I definitely need to see. And, and you know, for better or worse, I want to see it in the theater. Yeah, It did some cool... I, I definitely really enjoyed the theater-going experience. You know, the music is great. The... The, I thought the I thought the visual effects were really good. I mean, there's, we already know there's de aging. I thought the de aging was was good, mostly because it was almost always in dark scenes, um, and they didn't they did a good job like of the actual f- uh, filming of it all, where you didn't stay on his face for too long. It, it definitely wasn't uncanny. It was cool. Also, just I really enjoyed the way it was filmed overall. I thought all the action scenes were very well shot. I could always tell what was going on what was actually happening, which was a really, really cool thing. I was always engaged. I was never bored, that's for sure. It didn't do anything that I thought was, like, super stupid or insulting. Um, There's nothing, like, overly cheesy or dumb. You know, there was no swinging by snakes like their rope through the jungle. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, There's nothing like that. It was it was it was fun. I had a good time watching it. I didn't like everything about it, but I think it's a look. The Last Crusade is the perfect ending to that franchise. It's called The Last Crusade, and I get that it's the Last Crusade of. It's an excellent title because it's like it has multiple meanings, right? Including it's the Last Crusade of his father, like and stuff like that. But like, it's the, it works as a great ending to Indiana Jones. That is the ending to the Indiana Jones franchise. This is an epilogue. Crystal Skull and this were an epilogue. Yeah, in my in my heart, Indiana Jones ended with the Last Crusade. But this was fun. I had a good time. I had a really good time watching it. I left very happy with it. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't a mind blowing film. Like you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Last Crusade are two perfect films. I would not call this a perfect film, but it was good. It was good. I, I do I do recommend you go and see it. Um, if you can, cool. is it something like Oppenheimer where like you got to see Oppenheimer in the theaters? I don't know about that, but right. it was fun. You know, I think the thing about Oppenheimer is that I just, I really want to see that nuclear explosion on a big screen. Yeah. I officially today confirmed me and my friends are doing it. We were joking about it. We're doing it. We're doing the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature <laughs> on the Friday night that it comes out. I know technically it's a Thursday night opening, but it's, you know, Friday opening day. I got a shirt ordered that says Barbenheimer. And <laughs> it's like a picture of Barbie and Oppenheimer, but it's kind of pink. And then it says like, this Barbie um, is become death destroyer of worlds. <laughs> um, I'm really excited. I'm not joking. I, we're doing this. It's going to be like a seven hour long theater experience. Uh-huh. Um, going to be a lot but I'm super excited. I wanted, we tried to get tickets to go see the 70 millimeter version. Do you guys know about this? Yeah. So yeah, apparently there's like 
the 70 millimeter version of this film is like 11 miles long if you were to unroll it. Wow. And Christopher Nolan thinks of it as his child. He is so proud of it. I think every theater got one of them. So, like, they can only show one at a time. So, there were three showings of that version at, at the theater I'm going to. And they were all already sold out. Wow. Yeah. So, which is funny because 70 millimeter is, like, technically worse quality than IMAX. But I really still wanted to see it in 70 millimeter. So, maybe you I'll go back You and everybody else, afterwards. apparently. Yeah, but that's... Yeah, and then we're going to see Barbie. So we got a schedule. Okay, um, perfect. We get there's a bar in the theater, right? So we go, we get there, shots. Oppenheimer. More shots, probably a cigarette while we contemplate the meaning of life and the despair we all feel. We don't actually smoke, so we're just going to put cigarettes in our mouth and pretend, you know, to really just get in the mood. <laughs> no, I was just making a joke about okay. like, because like in the in the in the in the trailers, like they're always smoking always cigarettes. Smoking. Okay, I'm like, sorry. I'm. It's, I, it's been a long day. I'm my 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 joke meter is. is no, broken. no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, no, no, we don't. No, I was just envisioning you all like throwing up the all the way through Barbie because you just had your first <laughs> cigarette outside the theater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so shot contemplate the meaning of life yes. and the misery that we all feel. Yeah. And then Barbie to cheer us up. Perfect. I just sent you guys a picture of the actual shirt I ordered this today. That's epic. All right, I gotta yeah. see this. So gotta see this, this is really exciting. Oh me. wow. That's that's pretty funny. So you're gonna have to, you know, po- post a, a shot of your you and your shirt. For, yeah. For the... I think I'm gonna wear a fedora too. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Oppenheimer Barbie double feature. That's well, I'm not leaving the theater till like 2 a.m. because like Oppenheimer's like three hours long. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's insane. But yeah, I saw Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yes. Now what else? What else is on the docket for us? Oh, I know what else we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that horrible person that said that they were waiting out the writers until they started losing their houses. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So what a horrible thing to apparently, say. Apparently, what a horror. So yeah. So. A source from, like, inside of the the studio heads and stuff said that right now their plan is to wait out the strikes until writers start losing their houses. Yeah, they basically said they were going to wait until, like, October to sort this out because by then... They'll be desperate. They'll be desperate. People should be losing their apartments and such. That they will have run out of money. And desperate to get back to work. I don't know, like... If it was like maybe maybe it's like a undercover spy who's like on their side that is like getting this out that this is what's being talked about in these boardrooms, or if it's just somebody so extremely out of touch that they're like, yeah, no, this is a normal thing to say to a journalist. Yeah, it's just know, uh, but it's a crazy wow. thing to come out on the eve of the actors going on strike. Yeah, uh, today is it is currently nine forty. Central time on July twelfth, and we're just a few hours away from the actors going on strike. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, so, Marisha, I'm guessing you won't be working on any movies for a while. Uh, it looks like probably not. Yeah, I mean, I it sounds like there may be some types of waivers for certain types of projects. Yeah, but, mm. but man, I mean, the thing is that line. I have heard that line so many times today in conversations about the strike 
like we're waiting them out till they start losing their houses. Like uh, if, everybody's talking about if it. If they were the everyone's talking about it. If they were if if the point was to try and galvanize everybody so that everybody just says screw you and guess what the actors are striking too. It's uh that was the way to do it because nail everybody's pissed. Yeah. Because that's a horrible way to think about your <laughs> the people who are writing your Because, st- I mean, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter how great your actors are, how beautiful your sets are, how beautiful your costumes are, how glorious the cinematography is. If the story's crappy, nobody gives a shit about any of it. If the story is crappy, it can be the most beautiful piece of garbage <laughs> ever created, and people still aren't going to like it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like... it. You know, good writing is the thing that makes it possible for movies to exist. If 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 there is no good writing, there are no movies. You know, and I, and I think most people in movies understand that. So it's um shaping them to be something. Yeah, I mean that's wow. Like I don't even Jesus. Like somebody said that. That's crazy. I know. To me. Yep, it's a pretty crazy thing. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know what to expect with this strike, but it just sounds like the studios are just not playing ball at all. Because, of course, yesterday we got the announcement that the, uh, what, that the studios have asked for federal mediation with the, with the Screen Actors Guild. Right. And the Screen Actors Guild said, sure, we'll do that, but we're not going to extend our deadline again. I mean, and it sounded like it was all going well there for a minute. Whenever they extended the deadline, it's like, okay, clearly some promising things are happening. And I guess it just all fell apart. So I got more things I could go on about. I don't think we're hitting our Orville conversation tonight again. No, uh, I, and I would love I, I would love to do that, but we're going to have to wrap fairly soon to start getting ready to head to New Orleans at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. I got one last thing I'd like to say. Twisted Metal is a movie that's coming out. And, um, is that the Anthony one Anthony Mackie? Mackie? Did you also see the yeah. trailer for that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever played the Twisted Metal games. I, I doubt it. it. It's it's not that at all. It's <laughs> nothing. There's one, the one, there are cars in it, and one character from the game, Sweet Tooth, the clown one, is in the movie. Other than that, this movie has nothing to do with Twisted Metal at all. And that is sad because I think it'd be a really cool concept for a movie where there's this like demon that grants wishes if you win the tournament. And then, but the idea is it's a monkey's paw. Every wish has a twist to it and it's messed up. Uh I love it. And yeah, that's weird. I don't, that's all folks. That's the, that's where where we're all in tonight. It's weird. Yep. That's funny. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. I for, we forgot to mention with Nathan Fillion. Um, he already plays a character in the DC. He already plays uh, the detachable kid from the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So what's up with that? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, do we even know, like, is Suicide Squad, are they relegating it to... Shut up. That's your answer. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude to you. Just, that's, that's the answer you're going to get from, these, from, Stu- from James Gunn. Yeah. Is, Shut up. Shut up. Don't ask. Don't worry about it. Yes and no. Yes, it all happened. No, none of it happened. But no, you're right, though. We don't know what that's going to be. But he did say that Peacemaker is going to carry over, and Peacemaker is directly connected to the Suicide Squad. Right. And that Amanda Waller, the same actress who's playing a man who played Amanda Waller, is going to continue to play Amanda Waller. So, okay. I guess. Yeah, who knows? I 
at some point they're going to have to clarify some things. By all means, let's keep Amanda Waller and get rid of Wonder Woman. Well, they might not get rid of Wonder Woman. We don't know yet. Uh, No, no. But right now, the only person we really know is like gone, gone is Henry Cavill, which is the person that everyone least wanted gone. No, no shade to David. I'm sure he's going to be great. He looks like he'll be a great Superman. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, I guess that's where we can wrap it for tonight. And we'll get to the Orville another time. It's yep. good. It is. It's still good. Yeah. Are you uh, still are you still boycotting Rose Podcast? I I I, I am I am not boycotting Rose Podcast. I, I gave in. Okay. I do not have the strength of the of the brave men and women that are currently on strike uh, <laughs> in Hollywood. I'm not cut out for, for that. For, for that sort of thing, I would have folded immediately because I was like, yeah, but I really want to listen to the Scarif Scuttlebutt. So. Well, and hey, you can listen to it tomorrow morning and me and Marisha will be there. True story. Oh, awesome. 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 Talking about MacGuffins. MacGuffins. I love MacGuffins. Yeah. Didn't we do a Mount Rushmore of MacGuffins? We did. We did do a Mount Rushmore of MacGuffins. <laughs> yeah. And most of them That's came good. out again for another, another go round. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah, I'll wrap us up here so we can all head to bed and move on with and get on with our lives. Uh, Marisha, where can we, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore Padawans and IMP Padawans on Twitter. And Andrew. All right. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can find me running the other podcast, uh, Course Not Radio Underground, where we talk about everything Star Wars. Uh, you can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail.com. Check out the website, the science fictionary.com. And as always, be sure to check out our podcast and all the rest of the red five podcast family at red five network on Twitter. And I am David underscore JG peoples on Twitter. Guys, please don't forget to leave us a like, a subscribe, a review, a rating, a comment, whatever it is you can do in your preferred podcast platform. So we usually have to sign out here with a funny thing. Uh, to say but sometimes i can't think of them so i have decided a new th- way i'm gonna sign out on these uh on these podcasts when i can't think of a funny thing to say i'm gonna drop a hot take not elaborate and then end the show perfect let's and never it. bring it up again and you'll just have to deal with it so my hot take for this week upon further inspection avengers age of ultron is a top 10 marvel film that is all good night thank you guys so much for listening